hot. Hot. It was so good last week. Nice and loud. It's hot. Yeah, it's hot. It's hot. It is toasty out there. Yes, it is. Just uncomfortable. Yeah, and the humidity's high. Yeah. People are like, oh, the humidity in Florida. I'm like, excuse me, go up by Lake Erie in Ohio. Right. There's humidity there, too. I mean, it's not as bad as Florida because it's not 98. It's 88. Right. Yeah, it's it's quite toasty out there, though. My car said 91. Yeah, it was 85 earlier, so. Yeah. As that was the Ohio weather. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Welcome. I'm Dean. I'm Nancy. We hope you're having a great moment in time. We're glad you're here. Mm-hmm. We are doing forgiveness today. Yeah. Everybody's got to do it at some point in their life. Big and small. Big things, little things. We talked a lot about communication. We talked about our boundaries, about anger. And it's just funny how all this stuff just seems to roll in together. Mm-hmm. It's the anger, the boundaries, the know definitely parts of having to forgive people forgive ourselves definitely forgiving ourselves so i'm going to read this really quick and then we'll go get this off the good old google i'll put the source and the link in the show notes psychologists generally define forgiveness as a conscious deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance toward a person or group who has harmed you regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness just as important as defining what forgiveness is though understanding what forgiveness is not experts who study or teach forgiveness make clear that when you forgive you do not gloss over or deny the seriousness of an offense against forgiveness does not mean forgetting nor does it mean condoning or excusing up though forgiveness can help repair a damaged relationship it doesn't obligate you to reconcile with the person who harmed you or release them from legal accountability instead forgiveness brings the forgiver peace of mind and frees him or her from corrosive anger while there is some debate over whether true forgiveness requires positive feelings toward the offender, experts agree that it is at least involves letting go of deeply held negative feelings. In that way, it empowers you to recognize the pain you suffered without letting that pain define you, enabling you to heal and move on with your life. Forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Very, very important. Absolutely. So I just read that because I thought that was a very good overall. Yeah. Definition. It covers a lot. Yeah. Of what we have to go through and what we're trying to learn, why we have to forgive. Mm-hmm. And it's was one of those research studies, so that's one reason why I liked it. It was what they have actually found people to say that they need to do or what they feel because they forgive. They don't really like reading. But when we find things we really like, we want to read it. We'll have another one a little later that was really, really good that we want to talk about. So one of the biggest points I'd like to make about forgiveness, how I like to stay in the moment, and I like to be here today, what is going on today. Mm -hmm. There's another thing that I'll link to. And one of the things I like that they put in the article is how the feelings of not forgiveness, the resentment, the anger, the hatred, the just horribleness that we feel because of the 
hurt that we were caused. It disempowers us. It occupies space in our head. If we're not forgiving and not letting go, then that means it's occupying space in our head, which means it's coming into our two days. Right. Which means for me, it's ruining my today. And I don't like that. I like peace in my mind. Mm -hmm. And I forgive for me. Sometimes I forgive the other person because I want them to know I understand. You know, we all make mistakes. Sure. We're human. Or I love you and I will work on forgiving you. Sometimes forgiveness is quick for me. Sometimes it takes a long time. Sure. Because it keeps coming back. I think back. with anything. Yes. It keeps coming back. Yeah. Someone just does something that's human. I can definitely tell them I forgive them. I want them to know we all make mistakes. I forgive you. It's okay. Right. Now, and then if you see they're beating themselves up, and then it's say, now forgive yourself. Right, right. Little things, we all do that. But it's also nice to hear that the person forgets us. Yeah. If you are apologies. Absolutely. I like that the article makes a comment about how the hurts are not here in our physical moment of time. If we think about it and we're not forgiving and we're dwelling in all those negative feelings of what they caused us to feel, it's just muddying up our present, is how they say it. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's it's unacceptable in my life today. And I don't just do it for forgiveness. I try to do it for everything in my life. And I was getting off track there for a while, and I could really feel it. Sure. I was focusing on this and the future and... How I had two bad days and swirling around in the past and I wasn't enjoying my today. I like that they talked about we're not blaming the person you need to forgive. We already know that they did us wrong. So we don't need to keep saying, well, they did this and they did that because that just evokes more of the anger, pain, resentment, maybe right. vengeance or revenge, depending on what kind of person you are. And it just causes us inner distress. And it takes the focus off our needs. It takes the focus off the forgiveness. It takes the focus off of being willing to be in this moment and letting it go. Because you can't be blaming and getting wrapped up in those emotions and being calm and letting go at the same time. Right, so, and I think the focus, you know, if we're focusing only on the parts that we have not forgiven in others, that's all we're going to see, at least for me. It's it's that old shining a light on the negative. All you're going to do is see the negative. Just keep that anger and resentment and hurt alive even longer. I think forgiveness is a process. I mean, some things, you know, like you said, the everyday kind of stuff is easy to kind of let go and go, oh, they're just being human. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah. But then there's other areas that well, I know for me that I've got to work through yeah. the process to work through it to be able to forgive and ultimately I always feel better when I can forgive okay. and let go of something that that is not mine right and sometimes it takes takes a little longer a sometimes while. that anger and that energy associated with it is something that I've got to come to terms with not so much the other person because they could even have made amends and apologized for whatever happened and I still wasn't ready to let go of it. Right. You know, for whatever reason. It's on me to do and that. Only we can forgive. Yeah. I mean yeah. They can ask for forgiveness over and over and over. Right. But it like you said, it comes back down. Right. So I think it's just a process as far as some things go. Other things, you know, I don't stay awake at night thinking about the guy who cut me off on the freeway. 
Right. That's the easy peasy That's one. the easy ones. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not going to say they're sorry or anything. It, right. Letting it go and forgiving and forgetting for your own peace of mind. Right. I don't feel that I've totally forgiven the uh, psychopath I had in my life, but I don't. Or sometimes I feel like I have forgiven the whole thing as a whole, but I don't want to let go of that little bit of, it's not even anger anymore. It's just like dislike. Mm -hmm. It's not even hate. Mm -hmm. I just, I feel like I have so much still dislike that I can't fully forgive or vice versa. I still have so much I want, I can't forgive because of dislike. I'm not sure how it, but that's like the only person, even the abusers who took a long time to get over, sure, you know, to learn to forgive. And when all the feelings will come up, the anger, the shame, the resentment, the, all of it. And then I just had to learn to just keep saying sometimes a couple times a day because I didn't want to be angry anymore. I was living my life anger-based. Right. And I didn't, it just, I didn't want to be that way and shame-based. Right. Then I read books and I talked to people about it. And in this case, I did place blame because I had to. Sure. I had to remember who was at fault. Sure. That wasn't me. Sure. So, like you said, it was a process. Yeah. That I had to go through. Yeah. I mean, you got to kind of, at least I had to come to terms with certain things and that I just didn't forgive off the bat. Yeah. That's you know? not like an easy peasy forgive. Right. It's a, hmm, <laughs> how do I go about this? And that was everything I did not know how to forgive. I wasn't exactly sure what it meant to forgive. Right. How to, in my mind, actually do it. And that's why I started reading books and asking questions. And the biggest thing for me was to literally just let go. That's like the easiest way how I feel it inside, in my head and in my heart. Right. It's like I just give it to the universe, the anger, the sadness, the whatever that's behind it, the hurt, the shame, all of it. I had to just give it up and say, this happened. You know, I forgive this person. They're sick. They got their own way, their own life. They're going to do their own thing. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to be better because they say they're sorry. I'm never going to be better thinking about it all the time. Right. So I had to just let it go and meant letting them go, letting what happened go. And I just had to continually keep doing it. And when I, like you said, when someone says they're sorry, but you're not ready to forgive them yet, mm-hmm. I think that be, part of it's because there's a process. But then there's other people that do it because they don't want to forgive. They like that anger. They like that power. They want to be vengeful or they want to focus on what was done to them and woe is me. Right. So there can't be forgiveness if we're living in that. There's no way. Right. And then my other biggest thing was I had to learn that forgiveness does not mean what you did was okay. Oh, right. Absolutely. Forgiveness does not mean that you're absolved from what you did. Right. It doesn't mean that I will like you or want to ever be around you again. Right. Depending, you know, speaking in my abuser's terms. Right. It means that I want to live a better life. I just want to let it go and and not deal with this anymore. Right. I still had enough to deal with once I started learning how to forgive because of what the abusers taught me how to live. Now I need to learn how to 
not be in survival mode all the time, how to get through to PTSD, you know, all, and all the other stuff. Right. And doing the forgiving helped throughout it. Oh, sure. Absolutely. So do you want to read that little yeah. thing that you got? Nance found a really cool thing. Brene Brown was talking and... She quoted, let me get to it. She was quoting Tutu and just talking about some stuff. It was a really good article. Yeah, it is Archbishop Desmond Tutu. To forgive is not just to be altruistic. It is the best form of self-interest. It is also a process that does not exclude hatred and anger. These emotions are all a part of being human. You must never hate yourself for hating others who do terrible things. The depth of your love is shown by the extent of your anger. However, when I talk of forgiveness, I mean the belief that you can come out of the other side a better person. A better person than the one being consumed by anger and hatred. Remaining in that state locks you in a state of victimhood, making you almost dependent on the perpetrator. If you can find it in yourself to forgive, then you are no longer chained to that perpetrator. You can move on, and you can even help the perpetrator to become a better person, too. I just love that. Yeah, I it's, thought that was really interesting. I love it. When I think about the perpetrators, and even my psychopath, even some other people that were really close to me, when I started to forgive them, it released me of the chains I was in. Absolutely. It released me of the control that they had over me. They, I allowed them to have over my emotions. I allowed them to have over my self-worth. I allowed them to continue on with it because... I was still trapped in the anger or the fear or the pain or whatever was going on that needed to be let go of. Right. And I like what she said. You're supposed to feel it. You're supposed to go through it. Right. But then you come through it. Right. To well, it, know a better peace and be a better person. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting because she writes in Rising Strong where... Oh, the story that she's talking about is a man who had cheated on his wife and they were in counseling and I believe the therapist or whoever, somebody had said in that therapy session that in order for forgiveness to happen, something has to die. Right. It's kind of profound if you think about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Because it's not just about forgiving that the person had done harm to you. It's grieving the relationship as it was, right. as what it could be. You kind of have to grieve the, the loss of the old relationship in order for there to be a new one. You've right. got to grieve the loss of the ideal that you had, whether it be a marriage or a job or a person, parent, parent whatever it is. You have to kind of grieve that to be able to forgive it. You know, or to forgive the situation, or whatever the where the forgiveness needs to come in. I'm probably not describing it the way I, I should. No, but you're doing it very well. That's what I did with someone I was very close to. Yeah. When I started learning to forgive, I also grieved for the relationship I always wanted and never had. Right. But clung to and tried to make happen, and it never did. Right. And then all the things that happened. I had to forgive that and grieve what was never going to be. Mm -hmm. And eventually, 
I grew to be the person in a different way because of the forgiveness and the grieving. Mm -hmm. And I felt stronger. And no matter what they did, even though it still hurt a little bit because they're close to me, sure, it doesn't ruin me anymore. Right. It doesn't consume me like it used to literally hold the chains, like right. you were saying. I was still held bound by them. But once I did the forgiving and I started grieving that this relationship, just like you said, was never going to be. And it had to be different. And that could only be done by me. And it was wonderful. I mean, the relationship's not. It's still hard. Right. But I'm okay with it now because I did what exactly what you said. And I think that's probably what I was meaning by it's a process. Because I didn't think that. But it's a after reading that again, I thought that, that makes sense to me. That makes perfect sense. You said it right, because if you're going to stay in a relationship where someone has cheated, if you did something that you felt betrayed by them, or right? even if it was just, you know, you found out that they now have a drinking or gambling problem, or, you know, whatever it may be, the way it was is not the same anymore, and it never will be. It right. cannot ever be. As much as you want it to be, it's now changed, because this has come out into the light. Right. And that, therefore, means we need to change. Absolutely. And any time there's a change, there's grief. For sure. And, and part then of we that have to decide about anger. the forgiveness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Many stages of grief. Yeah. It makes sense to me to think about it in that context or yeah, in yeah. that perspective. I think it's a very good way to look at it. I mean, that's one of the things I really wanted us to do today is try to talk about how you come around to forgiving. I kept asking people, how do you forgive? They did this. They did that. How do I forgive them mm -hmm. as I'm getting mad? Mm -hmm. And they'd say, you could let go of that anger. Well, and there was a time when I, yeah, I know when I was a teenager and I should have known better, so that abuse was kind of on me. I thought my counselor was going to jump off the couch and get mm -hmm. in my face. She said, um, 14, 15, even 16. It was not yeah. your fault. Now it's time to forgive yourself of what was not your fault. Right. I think it's easier to forgive others than it is ourselves sometimes, too. At least it is for me sometimes. We're the hardest on ourselves. It's easy to live in anger and resentment because I know how to do that. It's harder to live in forgiveness and acceptance and letting go. I didn't have those tools, and now that I do, I prefer that as far as anybody else goes. But when it comes to myself, you know, it's, it's a little different because I guess I like to think that I hold myself to higher standards or higher expectations, which I think is good to a certain extent, but it also, I think, can keep at least for me, it can keep me stuck in thinking I should, should know better. Right. You know what I no, mean? definitely. And that's never a good place. No. Shoulda, woulda, couldas. Yep. Will kill us. <laughs> Absolutely. Will ruin us. Absolutely. Not shoulda, woulda, and coulda was never living in the moment. Right. The self-talk sometimes has to be, you know what, you are very human. You're going to react. Yes, this is a little much, and this is hurtful, and you have every right to be angry, but how are you going to handle it differently? 
what can you do different about this? Right. Instead of beating myself up, if I try, try, I'm not always successful, right. to not put myself in a place where, for one, I'm going to have to make amends and ask for forgiveness. Oh. And for two, not having to behave like that or do things that are going to cause me to feel worse about myself. Right. Because I don't like to live that way. Yes. I think everybody's worthy of forgiveness. Yes. Everybody's worthy of forgiveness. Yes. I listen to enough podcasts where people, you know, my crime podcast, mm-hmm. where parents or family members forgive murderers for mm-hmm. killing their daughter. Sure. They don't do it for the murderer. Right. They're doing it for themselves. Absolutely. I remember when my mom had a stroke when she was 62, and oh, long story is she had an insurance company that wouldn't allow her to be treated at the emergency room oh, that she was I in. I was so full of anger. You know, they transferred her, put her in another ambulance and transferred her yeah. somewhere else. I was so angry, so angry and fearful. Right. But it was it was more about the injustice and how that insurance company dictated where my mom got treatment. Yeah. If she would have gotten treated where she was at, she wouldn't have had some of the lingering side right. effects. That really was extremely hard for me to let go of. Oh, gosh, yeah. I literally <laughs> wanted, first of all, to find out where the headquarters was. Right, right. And to, I don't know, do something that would make an impact on the headquarters yes. because of, I mean, there was definitely destruction in my mind. Oh, gosh, you yeah. You know, just that energy of that anger. wanted somebody to pay. And I lived in that for a while, and it was consuming. Oh, gosh, yeah. Especially that. It was very consuming, and it took me a while to come around to the fact that it wasn't the company, it was the people on the phone. It wasn't the hospital's fault. I mean, I could go down the line and blame everybody that I could think of, or I could also justify it. It wasn't the woman I talked to on the phone, it was the higher bees. It It was just a big old mess. But I hit a point to where it was so consuming that I had to go, okay, this situation is completely out of my control. Right. Yes. Do I have a reason to be angry and fearful? Absolutely. Absolutely. But to be consumed by all of this wasn't doing me any good. Right. And it wasn't doing my parents or my mom any good. Right. It was only causing me to... Yeah, they didn't care one way or another. Right. And... It took some time, but I came around to being able to, for one, let go of that consuming type thing. And I don't know what's in, in God's plan. Right. I don't know the answers. I don't know what the reasons. I don't know any of that. And to be okay with that sometimes is difficult. But I know there's always something that can come out of it, something good right. that can come out of it. The meant-to-be part of the universe. It makes it easier to get there. That's what I had to look at because it was too consuming. I was so angry. Oh, gosh. You know, that was my mom. Yep. You know a million people can relate to that. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So many people out there saying, yes, oh, Nance, I get it. Absolutely. When we were in the emergency room, I had a really hard time containing myself. Yeah. You know, because I wanted to go off like a time bomb. Yep. talking to the insurance company, thinking that I would have more 
say so or more power than my dad when he had already talked to him. Right. Well, I wanted to get my no, hands I into it. it. And yeah. <laughs> let me fix it. Let me do it. It didn't do yeah. anything other than get me all worked up, and, and I had a really hard time containing myself. And that, you know, I don't ever like to get to that point. We had a, a meeting when my mom, she had vascular dementia, and then they had done a home inspection and all that kind of stuff to see what my, the services were available for my mom. And there was a doctor and a psychologist and an occupational therapist. There were five or six people in this yeah. meeting. It was me, my dad, my brothers, and my And the psychologist was real kind of blunt and dry and not very nice. Didn't have a whole lot of empathy or compassion and that kind right. of stuff. And usually that stuff sets me off and because I'm protective and wanting to protect my brothers and my family and that kind of stuff. And after the meeting, I could have been a real jackass and gone off at the, on the woman and said something really mean or nasty. And we were walking out the door at the same time, and all I did was turn around and looked at her and said, we're a family that's grieving the loss of a mother that is still here. The nicest thing you can do is show some empathy and compassion. And I walked away from it. Me getting all hot and bothered and getting a resentment wasn't going to do me. Right. And you or just did it face-to-face. Face. You didn't say yeah. in front of everybody. You didn't freak out. You just right. And I was point very calm and very well. Yeah. Right. And I was able to not get to that point. Yeah. Not that it, I don't know if it ever helped. I have right. no idea, but I said helped what you. I needed to. Yep. <laughs> helped you. And you didn't do it the incorrect way. Right. Unquote. Like I would have done at the hospital. Well, I kind of did at the hospital. I'm yeah. with that person, but. I was thinking about this the other day, how I used to be, like, I someone would do or say something, mm-hmm. and I was reacting before I was even realized I was reacting. Sure. I would do things or get mad or get upset or freak out, and it was like I never even had one second to bring myself back in. I had already yeah. reacted. It was knee-jerk. No, absolutely, no thought, reaction. And I hated that about myself. Yep. I hated it. Yep. So I started to find out that it was because of triggers. Absolutely. Those triggers and the PTSD and all the other crap mm-hmm. going on in my head mm-hmm. would set me off before my actual smart brain had a moment to do anything. Mm-hmm. Because I was always in survival mode. Right. Defense, defense, defense. You know, right, I was right. always in that mode. So when I started to learn my triggers, that started to happen less. Mm-hmm. I had the moment to stop myself, or at least the moment to say, you need to stop. And lots of times in the beginning, I'd say no. Right. Because I was acting right off that adrenaline, that emotion, and I would just do it. Right. And then it got to the point where, okay, I could actually have the second to say stop and stop. Right. Or walk away or or do one little thing to get that emotion out, one smart-ass comment or whatever. And then it got better and better as I was able to catch myself, as I learned my triggers, as I learned myself, as I got better, all of that got better. 
Right. You know, obviously with work and time, it didn't come overnight. That also helped me getting into the forgiveness part to help me to forgive myself. Because mm -hmm. when I was knee-jerk reacting, it was so hard for me to forgive myself. How could I? Sure. I was like, I, I didn't even know how to say I was sorry because I didn't even realize that I was doing it until it was happening. Right. That's how bad it was. Right. So it was like, how could I forgive myself? You're horrible. You're reacting and you're not even thinking. You're just... Right. It took a while to be able to forgive myself for those things. And I think about people that are abusive to other people physically, mm -hmm. how they just let go and they hit and or they scream or they just emotionally batter someone to smithereens or parents who just you know hit their kids or start screaming and flipping out on them and just instantaneously because something happened or getting people who get mad easy and start throwing pots in the sink while they're washing dishes because someone made it right all those things that we do it can be changed Oh, absolutely. And forgiving ourselves is part of the problem. If you're not allowing yourself the forgiveness of other things that are going on inside of you, mm -hmm. you're more reactive. You're more stressed. You're more defense. You're quick to react because you're always in this state of right. hypersensitivity. Right. I should say I was. But I know there's a lot of people like, you know, that have gone through that. But I think when we come to start to learn to forgive ourselves a little bit, we start to begin to forgive other people for their own humanness a little bit. Yeah. We deal with why we're being triggered, what's going on to make us triggered. And if it's someone like remembering starting abuse at four years old and, you know, on, it's not something that stops right away. Right. It's a learning process. Right. But the younger you start, the quicker it's going to change. Absolutely. But I remember I used to be like, I lay in bed going, why did I react that way? And the worst part was sometimes I didn't even say I was sorry. Yeah. Because saying I'm sorry meant my reaction was wrong. Right. And I didn't want to be wrong well not even just be wrong but I didn't want I wanted my action to be justified oh sure because sure. then it meant that it, I was even more horrible because I had such a horrible <laughs> reaction right right it was terrible it was such a terrible I get whirlwind it. I hated it that's that's why I learned the stop the pause mm -hmm. even if it was for one second to catch myself and I wasn't sure I'd ever be able to get out of that. Like when things would happen, I would feel it inside, but then I wouldn't react. Right. I would feel the oof of emotion, but I didn't trip out. Right. I believe that part of it was because I was obviously learning to get better, learning my triggers. Sure. And I was learning to forgive myself so that I wasn't always in a state of shame and defense and remorse and mm -hmm. all the things I lived with, you know, I yep. just, ugh. and forgiving myself is the hardest thing. Oh, it is. Isn't that weird? It is. I heard somebody say once, not that long ago, and I've heard it before, but it never, it didn't register, or I've heard it 
time and time again, and it, it for some reason it takes that a while to click. Yeah, well, for some reason that day it just kind of melded into my mind a little bit. Mercy is not earned, it's given. Very much so. That's more from a God perspective. God doesn't give us mercy because we've earned it. What it says to me in a humanistic realm, I guess you could say, is that who am I not to forgive? I am no different. I am no different than anybody else. Right. Human is human is human is human. Right. I don't know, for some reason that, that impacted me because it also put into perspective that I am just as worthy as the next guy of forgiveness, of mercy, right. of grace, of good things, right. of whatever. Flaws and all. Yes. <laughs> and I think that's why that impact, statement impacted me. Because I don't believe that I'm worthy because I'm good. I'm worthy because I'm human. And right. Because you're just worthy as a human being. Right. It's like if I was able to forgive a lot of the things and people and situations and stuff that I went through, if I can forgive them, how can I deny myself the forgiveness right. myself? I think part of it for me was the hard for to forgive myself because I still wanted to punish myself because I felt so bad. Yeah. I had someone I was given a leave one time and a gentleman made a comment about, you know, you really need to forgive yourself. You still have not forgiven yourself. Mm -hmm. Because when I let, he could tell that I still felt really bad. But I still felt really bad because it was bad, yeah. not because I was. I had forgiven myself. Right. But never will I not think back at some of the stuff that I had done and not feel bad about it. Oh, sure. That's just, I don't ever want to not feel a little bad about something I did in the past. Right. that I thought was horrible or something like that. But I definitely have learned to forgive myself for that. I had to. I was in so total self-destruction because I wasn't forgiven myself. Well, and I think we've learned the difference between shame and guilt. Shame is I am bad. Guilt is I did something bad. Right. I am not bad. Right. I will do bad things, and I have done bad things, and I have hurt people, right. and, but it doesn't make me unforgivable a, unforgivable <laughs> or a bad person. Right. My actions were bad. Right. What I did was bad, but I am not bad because of it. It doesn't make me this all the time horrible rotten person. Right. When the kids were growing up, mm -hmm. I never would use that term. You're being bad. Yeah. When I would hear parents do that to their children, it would freak me out. I'm like, they're not bad, they're just being kids, or what they did wasn't so cool. Right. But they're not bad, they're children. Right. And I was very careful when I was raising the kids to not, or to say something about their behavior. And, and of course, especially when they started to get preteens, well, you're calling me stupid. <laughs> to know what you did was stupid it was right. not a good choice right but that doesn't make you a stupid person exactly that just means what you did that moment wasn't the best thing to do right i just never wanted to have them feel shamed or like they were horrible because they were making mistakes especially as right. children right no i get that 
wanted them to be able to forgive themselves for their little mistakes because that's what kids do. Right. That's what parents are there for, to help them, not shame them to death. Exactly. I get it. It's kind of hard, like you said, if you're feeling shame all the time or being told you're bad or stupid or all that stuff. It's very hard to forgive yourself because now you're saying what you're doing is because you're this, because you're that. Right. You know, you're this horrible, rotten person, so you can't forgive yourself for that stuff. So the cycle continues and you live in shame and you do the same thing the next day. Yep. Yeah. And then you're not going to do anything different. Right. I know that that was my self-destructive behavior was all about my shame and not being willing to forgive myself. That took longer than it did forgiving other people. Oh, sure. Absolutely. It's more ingrained. Yeah. I mean, there are still some things that, like I said, still really upset me that I did or gone through or as a parent I made the mistake, but I don't I don't beat myself up for it anymore. Yeah, I've done the amends. I've done the, I know I made the mistake. I've done the, I'm not doing that again. Right. Which to me is a big way when I'm forgiving myself is, okay, now don't do it again. Right. Just like when we forgive people that we're close to, the forgiveness becomes a lot harder when they keep doing it over and over and over. Mm -hmm. And then that's when we as humans have to make the decision. Am I going to stay in this? Right. Or am I going to try to change it or am I leaving? Right. And that doesn't mean you're still not going to forgive them so that we can move on, so that we can have, but it's still a process of like what you read. Right. You know, are we going to stay chained to them or are we going to forgive them and see if either one of us is going to make a change? Because like it said in there, sometimes when you forgive your person who's hitting you or lying to you or spending too much money or whatever it is in a relationship, right? like you said, it's been brought up, it's talked about. Now, the only way to do anything is change. Yeah. And that who's changing, maybe I'm changing, maybe they're going to change because you offer forgiveness and understanding. Right. Maybe not of what they're doing, you can't figure out why they're doing it. But understand that they're human, you know, right? And, and then that process of change begins. So, yep. The forgiveness was one of my weights off my heart, sure. weights off my mind. When I started to learn to forgive and understand what it was, it got easier and easier because I didn't want to live in that. I right. Didn't want to stay there. It well, it's so uncomfortable. Now and in all that. Yep. It's taken up my today. Right. What they did hurt me. I was pissed at the time. I was hurt at the time. Whatever the emotion was. And I let it sit for as long as I can. But then I have to be done with it. Because now it's ruining my today. Right. Especially if it's something that happened a long time ago. And I'm refusing to forgive. Now I'm just messing my own body up. What's that saying? We're letting people or situations live rent free in our head. Yeah. I'm not giving them the space to do that anymore. Right. And it's never a good runner. No, it's never. Somebody needs to be evicted. Yes. It's like now. never a good runner. <laughs> I'm not forgiving or I'm all upset because this happened or that happened. And right. Just like with all the abuse. I mean, as someone that's been abused, as you know, many of you know, you can't help it sometimes. It just creeps up in your mind. The pain will come. And all that. But then that's it. Evict them. 
Right. Because there's nothing good coming out of it. Right. Get out of that neighborhood. <laughs> yes. I believe the universe wants us to feel good. Yes. And do good. Yes. The reason why I believe that is because I've been in both sides and life is good when I'm doing good. Life is good right. when I'm allowing it to be and allowing myself the good as well as giving out the good. My whole body is different. My stress, my physical, my brain, yep. how I treat people, uh, everything. Because you know, I think of people that are like, yeah, well, I'm mad and angry and I'm doing just fine in life. I remember this one lady, it, and I'm not shut up. She said, we were all sitting around a table bunch of women, and this one lady was kind of talking about sexual abuse as mm -hmm. a kid, and she was just kind of, she didn't want to share it. Yeah. And she wanted to hear what other people had to say about it because she yeah. didn't know what to do with it. And this one lady, and she was older, and she always scared the crap out of me because she was always mean and nasty and crotchety. And she said, I was abused as a young lady for a lot of years of my life, and I'm just fine. I didn't have to go to counseling or anything. <laughs> and I remember leaning on the table because I had a little bit of counseling and a little bit of life in me by then. Yeah. And just staring at her. Mm -hmm. Because everything I wanted to say, I could not say. Mm -hmm. There was no. But she was the meanest, crotchetest, always angry, upset, controlling, nasty woman. Yeah. And she said that it never affected her. Huh? I was like, mm -hmm. I am not going to be that person. Right. I don't oh, want to exactly. live that way. I don't want people to see me that way, and I don't want to be that way. Oh, exactly. So it just reminded me, go to counseling. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think like with anything else, it's a matter of choice. I don't want to live in that, that anger and resentment and feeling that overwhelming sense of they have justified anger. Justified yeah. anger is one thing, yeah. but letting it dictate your life is yeah. another thing. Yeah. yeah, I can get angry because somebody hit my car. You know what I mean? That's right. justified because they weren't watching right? or ran a stop sign or were drunk or whatever. I can right. be angry about that, but it's what I do with that anger right? that is going to make the difference. Exactly. So I think it's a choice. And how long you're going to sit in the anger. Right. What and you're going to do It's a choice it. to forgive or not. That's right. Everything is a choice. Yeah. That's the whole point of the podcast. Right. If your choice is to try to live a better life, you're going to listen to old ladies rambling. Right. Because you just want to try to hear something that's mm. going to help, that's going to click, that's going to say, yeah, I get that. Yeah, I'm going through that. Yeah, I'm there too. Exactly. Because it it is a choice. I didn't feel that way for a while. I felt like, I don't have a choice. This is, this is a big one. You know, yeah. I, I didn't yeah, understand. I, all, I know I felt that way at times where I felt like what I was feeling in my perspective on life and all that kind of stuff was never going to change and I was always going to feel horrible yep. and yep. bad and why bother and, yep. you know, all that kind of stuff. It was just a matter of one more day. Yep. Just one more day. Doing it right for one yep. more day. And then those days become in weeks and then they become years and you're like, right. wow. Right. And look how far I've come. And, it, and then maybe you might fall back well, for a while do. or something else comes up. But at least I know today yeah. that it can be better, yes. or that it will be better. Right. One more day. 
and they know how to do it now. Right. Yeah. I'm learning the tools. And I have the right people in my life. Right. To me, that is very, very... Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my gosh. I don't want I, somebody who's going to feed the bullshit. No. <laughs> no. Or help create it. Or help you know, create the, it. The people or... that are always in drama world and right. always wanting to make something out of nothing. And I, I just, I can't. Right. I have never been. Do need those people who will help you bury the dead bodies. Yes. You know. Yeah. So that that'll help. That's true. That'll. Somebody's going to be on your side <laughs> and help you take care of it. <laughs> Forgive what? Damn. Yeah. You know I'm joking. <laughs> yes, we all know. But you're really. joking. We're all positive. People. But really. <laughs> Except for me, I'll help her bury the bodies. Well, so. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Forgiveness is a a very like that one article says you know, mm -hmm. about peace. Yeah. That's what I I always think of, and the just using the term let it go, let it go, and just yeah. The only one hurting by not forgiving is ourselves. Yeah. We are the only one that suffers. They a lot of the time don't give a shit if you're gonna forgive them or not. Right. You don't even need to tell them. That you're or doing, don't you know, even know. It's that they all about you. Yeah. Right. They don't need to know. They nobody even needs to know. I mean, you should talk to people about it because it helps, especially if you're trying to learn how to do the process. Right. I still do it. I mean, I still when I'm trying to go through the forgiving process, I'll talk to someone and say, mm -hmm. "Man, I cannot get it out of my head," and then I have to figure out why about me. Right. You know, why am I still laying the blame, why am I still holding the anger, why am I still holding right. and a lot of the times it's because I we all get that thing in our head that if we forgive it's because we're saying what they did is okay. Right. Or that it's okay now. Never is forgiveness right. ever saying what they did is okay. Right. Forgiveness is saying I'm now okay. It's releasing I'm us okay. from it. Right. Yeah. I'm done with it. Yeah. That's it. That's forgiveness. And we hope that that helps you. You know, because finding peace and not living with all that crap all the time inside is, it's beautiful. It's hard as hell, but boy, it becomes really, really beautiful inside. Yes, it does. And it's not taking up your todays. Don't let your days be ruined by someone else's crap. It's right. not worth it. No, it is not. We thank you for joining us today. If you would like to send us comments or questions or have a topic you would like us to talk about, you can email us at 20reallylife20 at gmail.com. You can go to our website, which is reallylife20.com. That has all the links for our email, our social media, uh, links for everything. I also put the links in show notes if you're on Apple or Spotify. And then sometimes on the webpage, we put a little more interaction in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. I think so. All right. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, thanks for spending some time with us today. I always feel better after the podcast, that's for sure, because I, I get reminded too. so much. Last week, again, yeah. I walked away feeling... Wonderful. I mean, I probably, I know I sounded rough last week because the stuff I was talking about, you know, the hurtful stuff, and we were trying to yeah. go through stressy things we went through in life. 
but you know, we also talked about how to get out of it. And I felt really good this week. I've also, you know, realized some. All right. Yeah. That's I it. Think we're good. So thank you, Nance. Thank you. And everyone, I hope that you make it a great day. And we'll see you again. Yeah. And we. We.